The Church Media Podcast, episode number 10, Preparing for Church in a High School with Jonathan Holly. Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for creating dynamic experiences and building solid production teams at your church. Video, audio, lighting, stage design, volunteer culture, and more. You can find the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And now, broadcasting from the heart of the South, here's your host, Church Media Coach Carl Barnhill. Hey, and welcome to episode number 10 of the Church Media Podcast. I'm Carl Barnhill, your host. This is the definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. It's my goal to give you the tools and the confidence that you need to use media at your church or through your ministry where people meet Jesus and grow in their relationship with him. In this episode, I have a special treat for you. Johnny Holly, production director at New Spring Church, Lexington, South Carolina, is in the studio with me. We're going to be talking about how you can prepare for Sunday worship services in a venue like a high school or a theater or another portable church facility. We'll talk about how you can set up for lights, audio, staging, and more. It's going to be fun. Remember, you can find the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com forward slash podcast. There I'm going to give you my outline for this episode. You can get all my notes and some takeaways from Jonathan that you can take back and use at your church. You can also listen to past episodes of the show and more. Again, that address is 1230media.com forward slash podcast. All right, let's jump in. Jonathan Hawley is the production director at New Spring Church, Lexington, South Carolina, the Lexington campus. The Lexington campus meets at a local high school and they set up and tear down every weekend. Jonathan is one of the masterminds behind that operation. Johnny, thanks so much for hanging out with me. Yeah, man. Thanks for letting me be here. Thanks, dude. All right, give me a snapshot of what a normal week looks like for the staff of New Spring, Lexington. Yeah, so as far as like worship and production goes, uh, we do band practices on Monday night. Um, but a lot of what we do is like volunteer development. So during the week, there's a lot of scheduling. And then I have one-on-one conversations with the volunteers that I directly lead. Um, and then there's a whole lot of planning and preparation stuff. So we've got a document that we call service planning notes where we can see multiple weeks out what's coming um, down the pipe and that we can use that information um, or we can use that information to really set up our volunteers really, really well so that they come in um, on the weekend ready to rock and roll. So tell me about service planning notes. Is that uh, on Planning Center? Is that a, a Google Doc? What it, What is that? Where does it live? How does it work? Yeah, so we use service planning notes, which is a document that we get from our uh, central guys up in Anderson. Uh, we use Google Apps, so we use an app called Google Drive um, where we can keep documents and where every campus um, has access to this one document, and we can see changes updated live when you know somebody in Anderson makes a change to maybe what's going on this week. We can all see that in real time as they're making edits, um, and that sets us up really well to you know just be in stay in the loop with what's going on. Okay, so using service planning notes, talk about rehearsals during the week. Um, do you guys like set up your portable stuff in, at your office? How does that work? Walk me through that. Yeah, so the Lexington location, uh, we've got a small little area in the back of our office where we can set up band practice. Um, I got a drum kit that kind of stays set up there, um, and we've got a second drum kit that kind of travels around with us between our location for our student ministry fuse and Sunday 
um, which we do Sunday services at a different location. Um, so yeah, service planning notes really helps us um, keep our volunteers up to date with exactly like the service flow um, and what's going on so that we can practice not only the songs, but transitions and any speaking parts that are going to be uh, happening during service on Sunday. Um, we can go ahead and give our volunteers and the people that will be leading worship ample time to prepare um, what they're going to say and just make sure those transitions and those moments are really, really, really great. Okay, so I may go on a tangent here, but let, let's talk about, uh, so a lot of churches use Planning Center Online, um, and New Spring does as well. So tell me about maybe the differences and why you use both tools, Service Planning Notes and Planning Center Online. Why do you use both of those and have kind of the same flow on both? Yeah, sure. So Service Planning Notes is, the Service Planning Notes document um, is just kind of a running list of everything throughout you know, through the rest of the year, basically. Um, and each week as we get further and further um, in the future is not as detailed. Um, and we, anytime anybody has an idea like this might be cool or whatever, that gets put on the service planning notes document. Um, and then when they're in creative meetings or whatever, they discuss those things. And so those things aren't always necessarily finalized. Um, once that stuff gets finalized, then we can go ahead and move it into planning center so that all of our volunteers um, that may not need to know all that information, that just may be too much for them. Um, once everything's finalized, we'll move it over to planning center so that they can you know, see just what they need to know. I got it, so service planning is kind of the working document. Right. Planning center is kind of the finalized, right, absolutely. finalized thing. Okay, cool. All right, so walk me through a Sunday morning. Uh, what time do you get to the building? When do your teams show up? Kind of walk me through what a Sunday morning in a portable facility environment uh, or environment looks like. Yeah, so the Lexington campus, uh, we meet at Lexington High School in their Performing Arts Center. Um, and so what we do is we get to the loading dock at about 5.30 in the morning. I um, mean, we go ahead and pull all of our gear off of the truck um, onto the dock and just kind of stage it there so that we can get other trucks in place. We have five different trucks. Two of them are production gear. Um, and then we have some trucks for kids spring and guest services and all those other environments. But we go ahead and get all the stuff off the truck so that when the doors open at six o'clock in the morning, we can go ahead and push all that stuff in and not you know, be crowded and trying to rush getting all the stuff off the truck. So how do the teams work? Do you have, uh, is the, the one team doing load in, production, load out, everything? Or how does it, how does it work? Yeah, sure. So our, our band gets there at six and then we've got a, a team of just load in volunteers. And then what we call our A control team, which is our A control team runs all of our computers and video content for the service. So call time for everybody, six o'clock. Um, the camera guys and A control guys, they kind of set up the computers and the video side of things and getting cameras in place and running all those cables. I've got a team of load in and load out volunteers that show up um, and they help me get the PA up, um, get cables ran for all of that, get power out. Uh, there's a lighting team uh, that kind of sets all that stuff up. Um, yeah. Does the same team load in that loads out? Is it three different teams? Uh, we, we try to, we try to, um, but a lot of times uh, people will hang around for both, um, but I never want our volunteers to feel frustrated or get exhausted, you know, and I really want to respect their time um, and steward their time really well. So we try to make it so they're either serving um, once every other week or, you know, however we can, uh, you know, be a most accommodating to them. Um, so yeah, we try to, we try to make sure that, you know, they're either there just for load in or just for load out or serving once every other week, you know? Just. 
So I, I know that you guys, I, I visited there um, this past Sunday, and you guys were in the like a cafeteria environment. And then other Sundays you're in like an auditorium or a theater environment in the same high school. Right. Tell me about um, maybe is the load-in process different, or do you have certain like this goes here, like certain processes in place so that you're load-in and, and all your volunteers know exactly what to do? Yeah, sure. So that's something that we really have to prepare really well for on the front end um, when we know that, you know, the, the Performing Arts Center is our normal venue, and that's where we're normally out on a Sunday. But sometimes things come up where we do a Saturday night service, and maybe that venue's booked already, and we're going to have to be in the cafeteria. So um, I'll use MailChimp and kind of let my volunteers know, send out a big blast email and let them know that, um, hey, we're going to be in a different location, and this is what's going on. A control will be in this room, and we're going to have three screens. One's going to be on stage, and two are going to be on the sides, and I can kind of let them know that information ahead of time um, and let them know call times are different um, and who's going to be doing, who's going to be responsible for what if any of those responsibilities shift. Um, yeah. All right, so uh, let's shift gears for just a second. Walk me through what kind of gear you have. So what all are you loading in? Cameras, lighting, audio, what all is that? Yeah, so our campus, we've got uh, three screens. We do live, um, live video. Uh, I've got a full lighting rig and a full PA system. We kind of load everything in. Um, so as far as the audio side of things, uh, We've been really blessed with a really nice PA system. We've got an L Acoustics Arc Rig uh, and SB28 subs. I've got an Avid S3LX system um, with you know digital stage boxes and some digital snakes and you know all that fun stuff. Um, as far as lighting goes, um, we've got uh, AC Chroma Q Color 472. There's like you know, four foot tall, big LED bar type stuff, um, and some slim pars. And then just recently, our with with our most recent set, we've built some white panels with LED tape, and that's kind of a custom fixture, I guess you could say. Um, and then since we have three screens, we also, on our two out, outside screens, uh, we do iMag. So we've got two GoPros and two manned cameras. Oh, and that's one on the stage and one on sticks in the back of the room? Right, exactly. There's a, there's a shot from front of house, and then there's a stage camera. Very cool. Um, do you run into time issues on Sunday? Is there ever like a, a big crunch right up against service time, or have you ever run into that? Yeah, so band's going to do what they need to do to get ready to make noise at 7.15. Um, we're going to do whatever we can to make sure that, you know, front of house and the PA system's up ready to go at 7.15. So we can go ahead and start that. And if video's not in place by then, that's fine. And if lighting's not in place by then, that's fine as well because at 7.45 is when we're going to meet together for a production meeting before we do a full run-through of the service. Um, and we will generally start that about 8 o'clock. Um, and if we can start run-through at 8 o'clock, we know that we can finish run-through around 8.40 um, and have just a few minutes to um, debrief and make any quick adjustments before we open doors. And first service is at what time? 9.15. And you guys do two... Uh, a 9.15, 11.15 on Sunday? That's correct. Um, okay, cool. And you're tearing down after that? That's right, yeah. So time service is done. Um, our load-in teams will move into place and um, start breaking down. We'll get set pieces and projectors out of the way first um, to just kind of make room so everybody else can work. All right, Johnny has some very cool insight into prepping for Sunday in a portable facility. 
On the other side of this break, we'll talk about some of the challenges that they face not being in a permanent building. Check this out. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Church Media Podcast with Carl Barnhill. Hey guys, Carl Barnhill here. As believers, if we want to see more faith-based projects on TV and in movies, money talks. Hollywood is interested in making money. And if we go and support faith-based films and projects, then more biblically accurate quality programming will be produced. The Kendrick Brothers film War Room is still in theaters now. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it this week. I recently spoke with T.C. Stallings, who plays Tony Jordan in the film. Here's what he had to say about it. The biggest issue in the film is that we look like we have it all on the outside with a big house and the fancy cars, but on the inside, things are crumbling, mainly due to my poor leadership as as a husband. And it isn't because, um, you know, I don't love my family or it's more along the lines of just not knowing how to love them the way that they deserve to be loved. And then I'm so driven in my job and that's all I really, really care about. I kind of live my life through it. So if my job's going well, I'm doing great. If it's not going well, I'm not doing so great. And, and that makes for a pretty rocky household uh, for the Jordan family. So Priscilla Shire, my wife, I play, her name's Elizabeth in the film. And she, she wants this to change. Uh, but she tries to just do it on her own ideas and through her own frustration and anger, which just makes more fighting. So when she runs into Miss Clara, um, who becomes her client for uh, real estate, Miss Clara, who's been through what she, she, she's already been through what Elizabeth has been through, and feels led by the Lord to help Elizabeth get things together, and she teaches her how to play and fight the battles on her knees. And when my wife starts to do this, this is when things really get interesting in the film, how the Lord starts to move, and then the film goes on a roller coaster that, uh, that everybody will enjoy. You can catch my full interview with TC and get free resources from the movie for your team at 1230media.com forward slash war room. That's 1230media.com forward slash war room. Welcome back. I'm talking to Johnny Holly about preparing for Sunday when you do church in a local high school. Let's talk about programming. How do you program lights or audio, or how do you do programming before Sunday? Sure. So um, audio, we can't really do much, you know, outside of Sunday besides you know band practice. Um, but that's even that's with a different rig. Um, so, but lighting. Um, lighting, we can pull out just a few fixtures. So we can pull out maybe two slim pars and one of the chroma cues um, and set those up in our back warehouse. So whoever's programming lights can can look at those and see what's going on and then copy and paste those colors, intensities, and effects or whatever across to their other lights. Um, and, you know, every... So the way we program stuff is everything's run um, by somebody actually somebody at the console we don't do any time code or automated lights um so we build a cue list for each song um and then different cues for each parts of those songs and somebody's back um at front of house hitting go on the chorus or the bridge right, or exactly something like that so that uh that cue list is done during the week Yes, and then it's run through on Sunday morning with a volunteer, and then they run it. Right. Any adjustments that we need to make, um, we'll go ahead and make those um, either during sound check or during run through. 
Cool. All right, what, what are some challenges? Uh, you guys are in a high school. What are some challenges that you face in a portable environment that you might not be facing in a permanent facility? Yeah, I think some of the biggest challenges would be things like not um, being able to catch mistakes during the week, so not being able to mix um, band practice during the week with the band. And save um, those snapshots. And save those snapshots and stuff right. like that, right. Or if a set piece shifts around in a truck or, you know, a lamp dies in a projector or stuff, if stuff stays in a truck and it gets rained, you know, there's a leak in the truck and it gets rained on, some of that stuff we don't catch until Sunday morning. Um, so being able to think quick on your feet and improvise or, you know, fix things Sunday morning, that's really, you know, really challenging. I want to thank you for joining us this week on the Church Media Podcast. Jonathan, thanks so much for hanging out, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. My hope and prayer in this podcast is that we can learn from each other how to create experiences at our churches where people meet Jesus and take their next step with him. Let me know what you think. You can leave a review of this podcast in iTunes or shoot me an email directly at carl, C-A-R-L, at 1230media.com. Also remember, you can grab the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com forward slash podcast. I want to thank my producer for this episode, the amazing David Michael Hyde. David is a contemporary composer and music producer for film and digital media. You can find more about David the legend at davidmichaelhyde.com. Thanks again for joining me this week. Go out there, guys, and create some amazing experiences this Sunday. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Get the show notes for today's episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And be sure to rate and review this podcast in iTunes. For more free church media resources, visit 1230media.com. We'll see you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast.